Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bravo Tea with the stay-at-home mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk all things Bravo. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm sorry, I am a day behind, per usual, I feel like, this week. I mean, as I said in my previous episode, with the, like, snow days and the holiday, it's just been, like, I feel like we've been trapped in this house for, like, an entire week. Even though we have left the house, it's just, like, mentally, I feel like I'm trapped in the house. So... I am going to dive right into the Southern Charm Part 2 reunion, and I made a little skinny, spicy margarita for myself. This is actually the first time I'm having a cocktail and doing a podcast. So cheers to anyone that is listening to this while having a cocktail or a cup of coffee or just a glass of water, whatever. Let's dive in. Let me take a big little sip because this Part 2 was pretty juicy. So we open back up with... Um, everyone is still like obviously upset at Taylor and Shep is coming over and giving Taylor some words of wisdom. He says, silence is golden right now. And she says, thanks, but I don't need any advice. Girl, you obviously do. And he needed advice the whole entire season. So I think it is a little too late for advice for you, but if you're getting advice from Shep, it, it must be bad. And then they kind of pan to everyone going to their dressing room and like talking to each other. I love when we get these moments, like the unscripted, not on stage moments. And um, Austin and Craig are obviously in the same dressing room, just like talking and all the girls are getting their hair touched up. But um, then Shep goes over to Madison and he's like, I don't have a problem with you. And I do like when like, as any of us, like, naturally, we get, like, annoyed with people, so I get that, like, they get snippy with each other, but I like that they, at the end of the day, can always put it aside. They're like, she's like, I know, I, I don't hate you either, and then he's like, you're just coming for, like, my manhood and talking about my, like, sex and, like, not pleasing anybody, so that was good, because she's like, honestly, we have way bigger problems, which it's like, yeah, agreed, um, so then when they all reconvene, Andy is reading some of the like write-in questions and he said that somebody said, Olivia Rod is perfect. He got you gluten-free bread. Don't let him go. And I'm like, oh, poor Rod. Um, yeah, then it showed the flashback of them having that lunch and she's like, oh, they don't have gluten-free bread there. He's like, I know I went to another store and got it. I mean, that is a caring man. Now, I feel like Rod is a little boring. Um, it's good that Olivia was honest with him if that's really not how she feels. But I do feel bad for like Rod or like JT because I feel like they are like the nice guys of the group and they're just not getting the ladies. But so then that's what brought to the next scandal was Brogate. And obviously everyone wanted to know more about that. Um Everyone was like, uh, maybe she just, like, didn't want the bra anymore. And Madison said she probably told Austin to throw it away because it was just a beige bra. And that's when you know you're not going to hook up with anyone if you're just wearing a beige bra. Um, I definitely don't think they hooked up. I do. It's, like, weird and doesn't make her look good that that happened with the bra. And obviously because of the type of person Austin is. But I don't think anything happened. Um. As I said in a previous episode, I was like, maybe it's like a weird Victoria's Secret, like pink bra. And she's like, no, just throw it away. So we'll probably never see what the bra looked like, but bra gate is over. It's clarified. Rod even said he definitely trusts and believes that nothing happened. Um, I feel like, like, 
I was expecting Taylor to be like, yeah, Olivia, you're bad for doing that. Because, like, I feel like the whole time she's just trying to look for reasons to make Olivia look bad. Like, in the previous one when she was saying that she hooked up with T-Rav. But it's like nothing she says can just, like, amount to the same thing. So then Andy was asking Olivia about her new man. And he's like, I'm glad you went out of the group. And Olivia's like, yeah, I took Madison's advice. And he's in Dallas. And then he said, but I have to point out that you and Austin were just on a trip together. And he's like, are you giving Austin like different treatment than you are Taylor? And I feel like Taylor really thinks that too. And I don't think so because first of all, like I said before, I feel like some people like expect men to hurt their feelings, especially like Olivia is probably like expecting Austin to hurt her feelings. Um, she wasn't expecting her best friend to hurt her feelings. So it's just different standards also. And they have mutual friends, she said. So like, I guess when they were together, they met these group of friends and when they broke up, they're like, well, we're still friends with both of you. So when they go on these trips together, they invite Olivia and Austin. And I like that. It's like, you know what? We're going to invite both of you. So we're not excluding one and we're not taking sides. And then obviously, if someone wants to choose to not come, they have that option. But they probably say like, hey, Olivia, we're inviting you, but just do want to let you know we're inviting Austin too and then vice versa. But I like when people do that. It's like, don't take a side because it's none of your business kind of with something like that. And then, um, yeah, it looked like a plush trip I want to go. I would probably even put up with being with Austin on a trip. It was like a private jet and like a nice big beach house. Like I, I would go too. And she had a boyfriend. So it's like, who cares? And I think he brought like a girl, he said, so. Um, I do feel like I can see with Taylor's eyes though, that she's just mad and thinks it's not the same thing. Um, and then Olivia was just like, well, Taylor lied to my face. So I just feel like I'm like a little harder on her. And then Rodrigo chiming in. Now I'm going to tell you right now, we like didn't get Rodrigo all season. And then he's just chiming in the whole time at the reunion and he's wrong. So I'm like, no, just go away. Like, where are you? Like, you weren't on the cast trip. I don't really know why. It's like, I'm sorry, were you busy? Like, Rod was there and JT was there. Like, where were you? Like, were you busy with a previous engagement? Even Whitney was there. But so Rodrigo was getting into it with Olivia. And he said, you know, I just feel like the whole season you were really kicking Taylor when she was down. And it was like annoying how he was defending her. So then Olivia said, just shut up. And then he said, F you to Olivia. And see, since I was kind of busy this week, usually I'm not busy during the week. I had somewhere to go. So on Thursday night, so I missed it on live TV. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and watch it. And then our daughters didn't have school on Friday again because of snow. I was like, oh my God, will the school ever open and will the snow ever stop? So I didn't watch it on Friday either, so I watched it today on Saturday, and um, I watched it when I was at the gym, because we finally broke out of the house, thank God, so I watched, I was like, I'm gonna watch it on Peacock, because like, they don't censor it, and it was like how I said with a Vanderpump reunion, it's just a different feel when you get those uncensored FUs, and you're like, whoo, that like stung, but... Rodrigo, shut up. I agree. I'm with Olivia. Shut up, Rodrigo. Like, you weren't there all season, basically, and you're taking the wrong. Like, you're probably the only person thinking 
that Olivia was kicking Taylor when she was down. It's like, how about Olivia was down? Her brother passed away. So then we get right into that. Andy talks about Connor passing away and Olivia was just saying that her family's still grieving and she starts crying. And oddly, after they like wrap for the season, Taylor's brother passed away. So that is so sad. So now the three of them, like Taylor, Olivia, and Austin, have the commonality of a sibling passing away, which is so tragic. Um, but how weird that like Olivia's brother passes away and then after filming, Taylor's brother passes away. Like that is so weird. And Olivia did say she um just felt like everyone was like not like or not everyone ever no i'm sorry <laughs> austin and taylor were not like checking on her in jamaica like everyone else was so they went to jamaica two weeks after connor's funeral and she said everyone was like coming to her room checking on her especially after like that heated dinner when everyone, like, when Taylor was basically trying to act like the victim and act like nothing was wrong, Olivia was upset by it. And then that's when she heard Taylor talking to her brother and saying that, like, Austin and Olivia were never even official and I don't even care whatever happened. And I don't feel bad about it. Olivia's like, N not one of you, meaning Austin and Taylor, came and checked on me. Everybody else did. And then... JT, under his breath, said, how did you date this man? And it's like, it's true. Like, I'm, I feel bad for Rod and JT. Like, JT, like, I feel like Austin thinks he's so annoying. But it's like, no, JT is just, like, smart in realizing that he's a nice man and would never treat women like this. But at the end of the day, he's not getting the women you are and you're treating them like garbage. So I do feel bad for that. Um... But Olivia did say it was nice to know that everyone else was there for them and that Austin was there for her, like, when it first happened. So she was, like, upset of how he acted in Jamaica. And then um, somebody wrote in and said, Vanita uninviting Taylor from the girls' night after Connor passed away was, like, a mean girl move. I personally don't think that. I think it was the right thing to do because... Vanita was just looking out for Olivia. God forbid not Taylor. It's like, that's what I mean. It's like, she's the one that this bad thing is happening to and her brother passed away. I'm sorry, Taylor. Maybe everyone isn't thinking about you. Like, you're not the center of attention. Like, we're thinking about Olivia's feelings right now. So Taylor's saying on the phone she thought her real friends should just be around her. And it's like, well, girl, that's obviously not you because you're hooking up with her ex-boyfriend kind of boyfriend kind of hookup partner it doesn't even matter if it's an ex-boyfriend honestly like it's girl code or bro code it's chicks before dicks bros before hoes it's just off limits I wouldn't even look at in my single days one of my friend's ex-boyfriends I mean just no like it they it's almost like you'd feel like you're kissing your brother so I don't know why Taylor still thinks, and I always say it every time I've been recapping Southern Charm, but I don't know why she thinks she's the victim. It's it's quite crazy to me. And like I said, when Shep is telling you silence is golden, you got a problem if you're getting advice from Shep. Um, and Vanita is telling Taylor, no one wants to see you this upset, but we're all just upset 
how you acted this season, season, which is true. And then Madison said she just needs to keep Taylor at like an arm's length, which I feel like they weren't that close anyway. But then she said, you're not having any sleepovers at my house. <laughs> oh, Madison with the quick whips. That was funny. Oh. I had to take a little sip of my margarita. This is kind of fun doing a podcast while drinking. It's fun. I should do it like once a week while I do them. When I do the two, I should one out of two. I should have my cocktail. Um, Ted, somebody wrote in and said to Austin, what did it feel like getting booed at BravoCon? Now, uh, I know, I remember Lisa Rinna got booed at BravoCon too, but yeah, it must feel pretty rough to get booed. Um, Austin said he was trying to explain the whole Taylor thing and that's when he was getting booed. And then Olivia got, or no, then he got mad at Olivia and said, F you, Olivia. So Olivia was like, F me, like you put yourself in this. She said she threw her granola bar at him. And she's like, I wasted my snack on you. And it reminded me of that part in uh, Big Daddy, the Adam Sandler movie, when like he walks in and they all say, surprise. And the girl was like, we wasted the good surprise on you because then her like boyfriend directly walked in after Adam Sandler and no one said surprise. So it like reminded me of that. Like I wasted my snack on you. Like, <laughs> and they probably do. They probably have no time to eat that day. So her throwing that granola bar was like being in jail and getting like your little snack with like your pennies that you get, um, for your commissary, Com commissary, commissary. Um, and then some more people wrote in and said, Austin is just like Shep. And then they showed a flashback from like early days of Shep saying, this is Austin. He's my protege, which it is true. It's kind of like, Austin, this is like a self-reflection right now because Shep is older than you. And it's like, if you continue on this path, you will be like single and 45 and have a drinking problem and probably getting lectures from Bravo that if you don't knock it off, you're going to be fired off the show you're still on with children and you're more the adult. Like if Whitney wasn't there, like Shep would be like the lone old man soldier because like everyone else is so much younger. Um, But Craig thinks that Austin can make a choice not to be like that and JT said you're a good dude to Craig but if you keep hanging out with Austin you'll be bad too like kind of like the if you hang out with shit it's gonna stink and um Austin said when he wanted to be like boyfriend girlfriend with Olivia she didn't and then vice versa and that ultimately he did mess that up in the end. But Shep said that he found a loophole to kind of like be with her, but still hook up with people, which that is true. And then Andy asked if Shep was still mad at Austin. And he said, yes. And Austin is kind of confused because I feel like he has had so much time to reveal that he's upset and Craig did say like all season um you need to like express your anger and just let him know how you feel which is true um and I think Shep mainly is like upset because they were on that trip in Australia and Austin had all that time to tell him and he just didn't and um 
then Andy said, Austin, you need to define hooking up. And Austin said, like, oh, it's not having sex. But then it's like, okay, well, is it other things or is it just kissing? Because even if they did other things, too, it's like, yeah, I don't, I still don't believe the, like, five-second kiss. Like, um, Rod said, didn't you consider telling Shep about all this in Australia? And Austin was like, yeah, and I wish I did say something and Shep was like, yeah, it would have been nice if you said something because I was crying and whimpering about Taylor. And I feel like that's why Austin didn't want to say anything. Like they were alone and then he was like having like a weak moment and it's like he didn't want to kick him while he's down and be like, well, now that you're crying about your ex-girlfriend, let me tell you, I actually like made out with her in my living room when we were like dancing. It's like, okay. Um, all I'm picturing is, like, that's Tom Sandoval and, like, Raquel, like, dancing under, like, strobe lights or something, like, in a living room. It's, like, I don't even understand why they believe, or they think we believe that story. I don't know. I mean, you can't trust any of these people. And then they're, like, well, why don't you want to, like, believe what I'm saying? It's, like, uh, because you lied about the kiss anyway, so now we're supposed to believe it was just a kiss? It's, like, I don't know. Um... And then Leva bringing up, like, didn't you tell Taylor to lie about it, though? And then Andy said, what did we not show, Austin, that you would want people to know about you? And Austin really thought, like, the talk that he had with Shep at Whitney's, I feel like, was good enough. Because Shep did hug him and said, like, all right, buddy, like, let's move past this. Which is true. It's kind of like... If you're saying let's move past this and that's it, then it's like that's what we all think and believe that you want. So like Craig said, you need to express if you are still upset. Um, and the, it's just watching him all season, like making it seem like he's not sorry. Um, I feel like that's what Shep said to him. Like I feel like when they all sit down and watch these shows – um, before the reunion, because sometimes they even get to watch it, like, ahead of us, just so they, like, see it all. Uh, yeah, it's, like, Austin may be telling him in person to his face one thing, but then when he watches, like, what, what Austin is telling other people, or, like, his scenes with Taylor, or, like, the scene with, um, like, Austin, Craig, and Whitney, when Austin's, like, oh, like, Shep got there first, but, like, I was supposed to be there first, so I probably would have gotten Taylor, like, way back when, and it's, like, how is Shep supposed to forgive you? So it kind of is. Even if it's like he forgives you in the moment when they were at Whitney's house that night. Later, when he watches everything, it's almost like he's questioning like, well, I guess you didn't mean it. And then you get all confused. I feel like that would be hard. Like being on these shows. Because then you watch, or like their confessionals. I feel like some of them don't say anything on the show. And then the confessionals, they're like big and bad and like say all this stuff. Um... And Shep said that he's really been upset lately because Austin is just ignoring him um, since, like, BravoCon. And Austin's like, I really thought we just needed, like, a break, which is true. I feel like some of these people, too, like, they film and they're so close with each other. And then, like, they, like, need a break. It's like they need, like, a summer vacation from each other, kind of. But then we are getting to our man, JT who wanted his moment that uh, like right off the bat when they were just saying names at the beginning, he's like, 
teeth in like I feel like housewife in so they were kind of showing the recap that it was his first season talking about his mom um he said he fell in love with Taylor immediately I mean I feel so bad for him just because like she's sitting there like basically probably still in love with Shep and like hooked up with Austin, did God knows what with Austin at this point. No one will ever know. Um, And he said that he fell in love with Taylor Hard last year. And uh, Ryden said, like, a question that Andy wrote was, Taylor, why not JT? He's handsome, has a great body, has a great job, much better than Shep. Um, And then... Taylor was like, you know, I just love JT as a person. But then Andy kind of cut her off and was like, but you like to be treated like shit. And she's like, yeah. And then Craig said what we're all thinking. I mean, poor JT. The nice guy finishes last, just like Rod, too. Um, But then uh, Taylor was just talking about the hookup text again with Shep and throwing like Austin into it is what made Austin upset. So Andy asked that too. He said, did your relationship change like with Taylor? And Austin was like, yeah, cause I didn't like when she would do that. She would kind of like involve me and use me as a pawn to throw it in Shep's face. And then Olivia said, those were the reasons that she got mad too. Because it's kind of like, okay, so you're just doing this and using all of us just for ship, which is kind of bad. And then Madison was like, oh, I guess there's no more sleepovers between you two, meeting Austin and Taylor. It's like, just love her little quick whips. It's like, yeah, I guess not. Because now they're not even friends after all this with pretty much, I feel, which is sad. Um. JT thought that Austin was never going to tell Shep also about Taylor and him having the little sleepover. And that was a big discussion. So they were saying, like, do we think JT was doing it to be nice or, like, pot stirring? And Austin was like, uh, definitely just brown nosing because he's annoying. And then Shep said if JT didn't say anything, we all probably would have never really found out. And of course, Rodrigo chiming in again with the wrong opinion because he just got here yesterday because he was in like barely any episodes. Rodrigo said that JT did probably do it to get closer to Taylor and was a little pot stirring. And it's like, go away. But then obviously Rod, normal Rod, agrees with JT. And he's like, you know, like I don't fault him for saying it because it's like, Again, why are we mad at JT for just saying something that Austin did? Like, don't shoot the messenger. And JT said that Sheps deserved to know the truth. And then Leva said it was like a rumor that was floating around anyway. So like, who cares that JT said it? Like anyone could have said it and or everyone would have found out. So like, I do understand that. It's like, I feel like Austin is getting so mad. Like JT, like, told everyone and ratted him out, betrayed his trust, like, like Godfather style, Fredo stabbing brother in the back. But it's like, no, like he was just telling him 
because he was probably going to find out on the street anyway, because that was the rumor, as Leva said, and he just deserves to know. And it's like, you should be telling him. But obviously, we know you're not going to, because you were just in Australia alone with him for weeks, and you're not saying anything. And also, if you guys didn't sleep together, what's the big deal if she just slept over and, like, slept on the couch because she didn't want to, like, Uber home or couldn't find an Uber, which... I don't agree with you. Like, we live in Delaware, and I can find an Uber, girl. You could probably find an Uber down there. You just didn't want to. So, Shady also saying that. And then the brilliant question, thank God Andy brought it up, said that he wants to know what everyone thinks Taylor and Austin did. And Vanita said she's not going to tell her mama about dating someone if she didn't sleep with them. She didn't say sleep, though. She said that for him. And agreed. I mean, why would you uproar everyone's family, even talk to your family about someone, if you just like pecked them on the mouth and they were like your friend slash your friend's ex-boyfriend? Like, that's why I believe that also. I agree with Vanita. Like, they did more. Who knows what more, but more than just a little five-second peck. Um... And then Andy brings up the fight, the infamous fight at the finale. Now, that was good. And Austin said, fun fact, that that was the first time in all the show that anybody has put their hands on each other. Um, And then he, Andy asked if, like, JT or Austin had apologized to each other. But they had already said, like, they're like, no, Andy, we, like, haven't spoke since, like, filming wrapped. So that means they didn't even speak at BravoCon. But that's pretty easy to do. But even them being on all those panels together, like, I guess they just went their separate ways. But it's so crowded that that would be easy. It'd be harder to not talk to people when you're just filming your your show. But, like, BravoCon, I could see how you could easily avoid people. But um, I do agree that JT started up a little, but Austin did put his hands on JT first. I mean, JT was provoking it, but it's like, if you didn't want to start something, you could have like walked away, Austin. Um, JT, this is his moment to shine, his five minutes of fame of the reunion, the housewife takedown that he was waiting for right at the beginning. He said that Austin gaslights women. And then they showed the monologue of like, when are you going to put your manhood pants on? Grow up, grow up. When are you going to put your manhood on? And um, a, a person that wrote in said, if I hear JT talk about his manhood, Austin's manhood one more time, I'm going to like jump off a cliff, which is kind of true. But I mean, I just think it's because JT is is upset that Austin got these two wonderful ladies and is not treating them right like he would. He's, we heard earlier in the episode that he has four sisters, so one full sister and then three stepsisters. And he's like, I just know how to treat a lady. And, like, Austin doesn't, which is true. And then Madison's like, um, everything JT is saying is true, which is like, I love them sitting together. They're a good little tag team to, like, shit on Austin. <laughs> And JT just said that Austin needs to be held accountable 
And this is his F-boy therapy. And of course, Austin is just like so nauseated by him. But it's like, it's true. It's like maybe you need to, to take the brunt of this. Just like Taylor needs to like maybe say, I'm sorry a hundred times, but actually be sorry. Like not run in a room, call your brother and be like, well, they were like never really boyfriend or girlfriend anyway. It's like, even if they didn't call each other boyfriend or girlfriend, they were dating. Like if this happened to you with Shep, would you not be upset at Olivia? Like it's like, that's what I just don't like like these people always need like you need to put yourself in the other person's position like wear their shoes for a day think about how you would feel if they were doing that to you and if the answer is you would be upset well then that's your answer like don't do it it's wrong or like if you do have to look at something and say hmm is this a bad idea it's like it probably is so like don't do it <laughs> Olivia said that she was really upset, though, that she couldn't be there for Taylor like she wanted to be after her brother, just because they are estranged from this. And then Andy said, what would it take for you two to be friends again? And Olivia said nothing. And it's like, damn, but good for her. I mean, she said that, like, they can keep it copacetic, like she basically wasn't implying like a Melissa and Teresa thing when they were at the reunion. It's like, Oh, I'm glad I never have to look at your face again and work with you again. I mean, you can't like say that when you're on these shows, because if you push too much, any of these people, I believe, even if you're an OG like Teresa, you could be fired. I mean, we've seen OGs be fired. Like, look at Vicky from OC. I mean, it happens. Like, they move in different directions. Or if you're just going to be too difficult, they'll be like, oh, well, we don't want to deal with her. And like, when you are an OG and you have an expensive contract, they may want to get rid of you just for budget cuts and be like, the show could probably survive without you and maybe we'll cut you if you're going to be too difficult. So Olivia said they can, you know, be in the same friend group, aka film the show together, and she'll be fine with it. Like she doesn't care, but they are not going to be friends. And Good for Olivia for saying that. I feel like Taylor like thought they were going to like skip into the wind after this. Or like, I was thinking like maybe Taylor thought Olivia would just like totally forgive her because her brother just passed away. And that would be like the, all right, now both of our brothers passed away. Let's forget all this happened. Let's move forward. But not everyone wants to do that. Or like some people forgive, but they don't forget. But sometimes that's harder too because you feel like resentful or it's like if someone cheats on you and you decide to stay with them sometimes those people always still bring it up to that person so sometimes it's better to break up and stay apart like that's why I feel like Taylor ultimately can't be with Shep because she just can't get past the cheating. It's like she wants him. She loves him. She has fun with him. They're on the show together. They have all the same friends. It would be easy and convenient to go back to him, but I feel like she can't get the cheating out of her brain. And that's what happens to a lot of people. And I don't blame her for that, but it's like, well, then don't desperately throw yourself at him either. And that's when I was feeling bad for her when she was throwing herself at him and he still didn't want her. Oh, that's really the worst part. Um, but then Shep said he knows that Taylor is the one that got away. And Craigie is like, I think the two of you will get married. I think you guys will like get back together and you'll get married one day. And that's kind of like offensive 
for, like, Taylor's boyfriend, Gaston, um, because I hope he does know, though, Gaston, if you're out there, I know you're not listening, but if it makes it to you, you're just the fill-in for right now until she wants to be back with Shep. Or someone more serious, because you also can't be the first rebound and think you're going to be the serious boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, if you meet someone and they're like, oh, I just got out of a serious relationship, or like, oh, I just got divorced. If you really want a serious relationship, you need to be like, well, date a couple people and then call me back because I can't be the rebound and sit around for this. So Gaston is definitely the rebound. I could see Taylor and Shep getting back together because the way they talk to each other, like this reunion and like when the cameras kind of go down, I mean, not go down because we still see it, but when they're not like filming the reunion and it's just like the filler stuff, he is like always going over and talking to her. And I know that he definitely does feel like he messed up. The grass isn't always greener. He's getting older. I think he's had an outer body experience awakening at BravoCon. Um, he's off the sauce, um, but still drinking the beer, he said. So he's realizing that Taylor is the one because, yeah, you may have like all these fun hookups with these random people, but it's like at the end of the day, do you want to like sit in your house with them and talk to them? Do you want to like take them to lunch? Like, do you want to go to the grocery store with them? It's like, usually not. So that's why it's annoying that men or women, some, but mostly men will bypass the good ones um, for like these randos that like would probably get on your nerves or make you light your house on fire. And that's what I feel like JT is like thinking. Like it's like, He's probably thinking, Taylor, I treat you so amazing. And look what these shitheads put you through. I would never put you through that. I mean, I thought JT was going to pull out like a ring and get down on a knee in the blazer when he was saying like he fell in love with Taylor hard. Because um, that has to be awkward for him too. I feel bad for him. I do wish that he finds a nice lady and Rod. Um, I wish him and Olivia worked out, but I'm glad she didn't force that either. Um Taylor said that she'll always love Shep, though, but she's not in love with him. Which, good that she said that because she does have a boyfriend, but I'm sure the boyfriend doesn't approve watching this and saying that she'll always love Shep. And that's why, Gaston, you need to understand that you are the fill-in and that Shep will be back one day. Um, Austin said that he'll always move forward with him and Shep's friendship and that Shep said he just suppressed his being upset with Austin so much because they are so close, but he knows that they can get past it um, and they'll continue to work on it. I really want to know, like, current day, like, how are Craig and Austin and Shep? Because I feel like Craig and Austin do, like, a lot together and they do a lot of business stuff together, too, that it's like, I feel like that's what Shep said he was lost, like, like, the part one of the reunion, he's like, you know, I look at Austin and he has his thing. And I look at Craig and he has his thing. And then they have things together. And then it's like, I have nothing because he has like a trust fund. So it's like, I feel like Shep should maybe like do something like, I mean, maybe he should do a podcast. Maybe he should do like, I don't know, he could do anything. These people can do anything. That's what I always get jealous about when I watch these shows not only the, like, 
fun, free vacations they always get to go on on the shows. And they get paid to, like, argue with people. But, and hang out with their friends. Argue slash hang out with their friends. But also, they get all these opportunities that no matter what they do, we're all going to buy it once. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I see, like, a housewife product and I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe I'll get that. Um, Like, when all the women would, like, come out with, like, wine and all that stuff, I used to get it. Um, Then, if it sucked, I didn't buy another one. But if everyone buys one, you're making a lot of money. And they all have the platform to do all these things. So I hope Shep finds happiness and something to do and, and stays off the sauce. Um, Cause when they actually close out the reunion, they bring out like this Jamaican rum punch and Andy has to make a public service announcement. And he's like, um, Shep's has just juice in it. Cause it's like, Oh, we're trying to watch out for you. Um, I really have a feeling that like when he got out of control of BravoCon that with all this like reality reckoning stuff happening and all the like ladies saying like, oh, they like forced me to drink and like, oh, this and that. And like the Caroline Manzo, like and Brandy Glanville, like all that. I feel like Bravo was like after to Shep, like, hey, you better knock it the F off or we're firing you because we're not putting up with this. We're not getting allegations. And like, if you do bad things and you're under our watch kind of, it's bad for us. So cool it. So I don't know what he would do if he got fired from the show because he, he doesn't really do anything. So I feel like he would like spiral out of control. Um, They also brought tinfoil hats out for Craigie's conspiracy theories for them all to wear. So they're sipping on Jamaican rum punch and tinfoil hats. And then he makes like, Shep makes like a long cheers, which was like, I don't even like, I wasn't even paying attention to the whole thing he said because he's just, just like, rants and says like a whole speech but um I like the closeout I feel like we did get closure um I think we can all collectively agree that Taylor is not a victim maybe a victim obviously now that like her brother passed away of that but not a victim compared to Olivia so it's like girl just it's a no um glad that Olivia has a man that's not in this friend group so it's not incestuous um I'd like Rodrigo to go away because he has wrong opinions and he was barely there. I'd like Whitney to be at the reunion. I guess he's like not allowed, but it's like, well, then why were you allowed on the cast trip? I feel like he's probably like, well, I'm like an executive producer and I like have to pay for these things and I need to go on the cast trip and reap some benefits from it. Like, I feel like that's why he upgraded to that presidential suite. He's probably like, excuse me, I'm like an executive producer and I told I was getting like a presidential suite comp or something. Bravo is probably like, oh my God, pipe it down. Like, isn't the suite enough? But that's what I mean. It's like, I want to go on these palatious trips and all the alcohol and food is comped. And let me tell you, I would be ordering my food. Like, I don't know if anyone watches the New Jersey Shores, but the situation orders like 50 things and everyone always laughs, but I'm like, MTV is paying for it. So of course I would do the same thing. I don't even care if I take one bite of something. Like if Bravo's paying for it, I would order everything off the menu and all the nicest stuff, by the way. So Bravo would be kicking me off the show just because I'd be running up the food bill too much. <laughs> um, but next we are going to get into some Beverly Hills recap. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for Beverly Hills this week, I felt like it was a little bit boring. 
Um, I like when they do these quick little flashes at the beginning, though. Like, we see Sutton FaceTiming Avi doing Pilates at her house. That was funny. Um, Erica taking some dance lessons. I would have liked to see that a little bit longer, though. She's prepping for the Vegas residency. Um, Dorit is telling her daughter that she's the definition of sassy. That was funny. And then Garcelle. I would have liked to see Garcelle's longer, too, because, as I always say... I love to see like products these people are using or especially if we do get a trip to like a salon or like a facial. I love to see what they're doing. Um, She's getting a facial at this place called The Face Gym. There's like a vibrating massage thing on her face. So I feel like their stick is probably like come here and get a facial that is like in place of like a facelift like giving your face a workout so I would like to google that place and see what's going on there um and then back to Sutton um she's at her house cutting some flowers some fresh roses just such a Georgia peach um Kyle's coming over and then they go in the house and I like that they're getting along much better and I don't know if Kyle had like PTSD flashbacks of like name them when they were in there but um she's like can I look in your fridge and then she's like um oh I really need these eye patches can I just have them I mean hold up Kyle like coming in hot looking in the fridge that's a little personal and then stealing the eye patches which probably looked expensive and I feel like the ones she put on I think I know the ones because I got them on Amazon and there's not that many in a pack. So they kind of are like a lot for like a pack. Um, they're like these Iceland ones. I'll, I'll post them on my Instagram story. I do like them because I love a good eye patch. I do these ones. These I'll post these other ones too that I'm going to talk about. These 24 karat gold ones, they come in like a giant jumbo box and they are really good, but they're much cheaper because like the big box like just makes them cheaper. But these ones that Kyle was putting on, there's like five in a pack and I feel like I pay the same price for this giant box I get. So uh-uh, you can't steal those from me. And then she's saying that like there's nothing in Sutton's fridge in her confessional and then um, Sutton in her confessional said that she wished she knew Kyle was going to open her fridge. She would have put more food in it so she didn't, like, act like she has an eating disorder. <laughs> and then Sutton did ask Kyle where Maurizio was for Lorraine's event. It's just like, oh, it was, like, in Mexico City. And it's like, mm, was he in Mexico City for the agency? Because I would have, like, immediately been, like, he was away for work. But when... The mom had asked Kyle, Lorraine's mom, where he was. She was like, oh, he's out of town. Like, not out of town on business, out of town. And then in Sutton's confessional, which I wish she said it to Kyle's face, but I bet at the reunion, Kyle would be like, well, I agree with you. She's like, I don't care what Maurizio had to do unless he was, like, dead in a ditch. He should have been there. But then it was, like, creepy. She's like, he should have been there for Kyle's dead friend. That's kind of weird. Like, she shouldn't have said worded it like that. That was weird. But totally agree with you, Sutton. Like, unless you are, like, having a heart attack on the side of the road, like, you better be at my friend's memorial. She should have said, like, memorial or, like, service um, or event. Literally anything but dead friend. That was weird. Um, 
I agree. I mean, it's terrible. I said it before that it's terrible he wasn't there. But I'll say it again. It's terrible he wasn't there. Um, They have so much money. He could have, like, jetted home and then gone back if it was for work. But also, like, he has partners at the agency, so it's like, pump the brakes. I don't think you have to be there for, like, every single thing. But I do like when people take pride in being there. But if it's something like this and Kyle and you are struggling, you should be there. And out of respect for her friend that you were friends with too. I mean, my friends are my husband's friends. So I would be mad if my husband wasn't there because they are still married. Like, I don't think they're really like, they're not separated yet. So he better step it up trying I mean we all know it didn't work out but he's not trying so can't blame them for being separated um but then they start talking about the good old at the toothless and homeless foundation not toothless and homeless this is a really important charity Kathy what homeless not toothless homeless not toothless everyone got it correct this year Thank God, because that was like a big debacle last season. But it is coming up again. And Sutton was just telling Kyle that at her event for her friend, that Anne-Marie was like coming for her for the esophagus. I mean, esophagus gate needs to go away. So Sutton was just telling Kyle, she better not come for me at the homeless, not toothless. And we should be close because in Ojai... Um, she licked my armpit and then they show a flashback of that. And now I know why that trip was only like for 10 minutes on the show, not even. And I definitely know why they cut that footage. They're like this we could do without, but I guess they were like, well, maybe we should show it, but that is creepy. I mean, I feel like Anne Marie can't stand Sutton and she's licking her armpit. Like, ew, I, I wouldn't even lick my best friend's armpit. That's a no for me. Um, I'd lick someone's like hand or arm before like the armpit. The armpit has to be the grossest one. That's so gross and weird. Ugh, that was like, that seemed like a weird trip. Maybe it got real weird and that's why they didn't show us anymore. (laughs) Um, but then Sutton said that she had invited everyone to Barcelona at the end of that event, which they shut that out. So it's always like weird to me sometimes when, like, in the next episode, they talk about stuff that actually happened in the last episode and they filmed it, but we didn't see it. But then they show the flashback to it. And it's like, well, this isn't really a flashback because you guys didn't even show it to us, like, the first time around. But um, she's like, I really don't want Anne Marie to come now. Anna Marie. Oh, you know I'm going to call her Anne Marie because of the debacle that we've had at the beginning of the season and how it's spelled. Ugh. I got to catch myself and I need to catch myself that I'm not messing up homeless, not toothless also while I'm talking about it. (laughs) Um, but Kyle's like, well, you already invited her. So she has to come. And then it shows crystal FaceTiming Garcelle. And of course now they're talking about Anna Marie and her coming for Sutton at Lorraine's event. And crystal said she didn't like that Anna Marie was implying that Sutton had had an eating disorder and that's why her esophagus was like that. Because Crystal, we know, struggles with that. And I don't know if Anna Marie knows that, but still, it's like you should never accuse someone of that. And this is just like getting too much with this esophagus. It's like, put it to rest. I mean, 
the world already was bored by you. Now we're like annoyed by you. I mean, she's just not playing this role right. Like she's shooting herself in the foot for a position next year. Um, and then Crystal said she found out in about five minutes everything about like the esophagus details. And Anna Marie claims that she had looked it up for hours. And this was like so relatable to me because like not to shit on our doctors or nurses or any medical like professionals because obviously at the end of the day they do help us and know more than us. But don't you feel like sometimes when you're at the doctor just for like a cold, like a checkup or something, like because you're sick, like mildly sick, don't you feel like they are just on their computer Googling your symptoms and then they basically tell you what you've already Googled at home? Like, I'll like Google stuff when we don't feel well. And I feel like if it does get worse and we do end up going to the doctor, um, they just tell me the same thing. And I'm like, okay, well, this was like a wasted trip and time because I feel like you just Googled what I did. Um and that is interesting, though, that, like, Anna Marie is making it seem like she did this deep dive mysterious thing. And it's like, it's really not that complicated. <laughs> and um, Crystal's like, if I can find it in five minutes, I really don't know what Anna Marie's doing. And, like, truth. Um, then it shows PK and Dorit at the Beverly Hilton. And they're talking about setting up for the homeless, not toothless. There I go, getting it correct. PK is stepping up and being there for Dorit because Dorit said that their therapist session went really well and they're just like communicating better. So that's great. They are moving forward, whereas Kyle and Maurizio just keep moving back as we see the whole season. It's getting like worse and worse and more uncomfortable seeing them in their scenes. Um, but then they're just showing everyone like the layout of the party and they're like, this is like a mock-up of what the table will look like. And PK is like, I already know that Dorit is thinking this, so I'll just say it. Like, it's ugly. He didn't say it's ugly, but he basically said it's ugly. And it was. It was pretty plain. Like, the flower arrangement in the middle was pretty. But then it's like, it just looked like it was like a setup for, like, a real estate meeting in, like, the double tree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in your hometown. Very plain. Not... Not chic and not Dorit. Um, and then Dorit said in her confessional, though, that PK is sometimes kind of like more blunt. And she said that her saying for him is, what's on his lung is on his tongue, which I like that one. But she's like, I'm glad I have him here and like my support. So that was good. Uh, and then I hate to like shit on this, but... Crystal going to lunch with her brother, like, can we stop? We don't care about you going to lunch with your brother. And we really don't care about your brother. We don't need him in every episode. I'm really wondering if she is, like, bringing him in here. I mean, yeah, kind of like her storyline is like, oh, I, like, kind of broke them up, which also isn't making her look good. It's making her look bad. So, like, negative storyline. Um... But I'm wondering if they're kind of bringing him around to make him more popular because he's like sings like K-pop in like China. So like she said he's like the Justin Bieber of China. So I'm wondering if she's trying to get him some more like little fans and followers. Um, but 
I don't know if it's just like she needs someone to talk to or what, but it's like she is friends with like some of the ladies. Like I could never see her and Dorico in a lunch together, but she could scrounge up Sutton and Garcelle and go to lunch. Um, Rob must have been busy, so that's why he couldn't go. But um, her brother did say that he's going to spend like half his time in L.A. and half his time in Asia. And you could tell she's, like, overbearing. That's what I mean. It's, this is making her look bad. Like, she's acting like a mom, like, with him, which is kind of creepy. And she's younger than him, so that is also interesting as well. But um, then it shows Dorit getting glam in the hotel, getting ready for the homeless, not toothless. And for all the sake of her glam squad, I really hope they brought the Beverly Beach bronzer because we know on the anniversary, she it was like ruined because they didn't have that. And she, it, the whole night was almost ruined because she didn't even get to pick her own outfit. So obviously she picked this outfit and she probably had the Beverly Beach bronzer. So I'm glad she was in a good mood taking some selfies for the Instagram. Um, Rob has to meet Crystal at the event later because... He is going to something for the Brave Little Toaster. And may I just say, not only was he like involved with the Lion King, which is epic, I loved the Brave Little Toaster when I was little. Such a cute, noble little toaster running around with household appliances, like this little vacuum cleaner. Kind of strange movie now when I look back on it, because I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that movie. And like YouTube, the little blip of it. And I was like, this is so weird. And then I was like, but I remember I loved it literally so much. So when Crystal said Rob did the Brave Little Toaster, I was like, Rob may not be an attractive man, but he gets two thumbs up for coolness for all the movies he's involved in. Um, and he's pretty nice. So good for Rob and he'll come later. Now, this was the part I was waiting to see, even though we basically saw the whole thing. Like... Sometimes I love when we get little like previews all week on social media and I'm like, oh, I bet the scene's even longer than that. But then when the scene isn't longer than that and you're like, oh, wait, that was the whole scene. You're like, oh, well, I already saw it. So Kyle and Maurizio are in the car and they're on the, the way to the event. And he literally had to ask Kyle like where they were going and what event it was. He was like, oh, homeless, not toothless. It's like, yeah. That's where we're going. And you could tell she was like, yeah, like I've already told you a hundred times. It's probably on their calendars. And it's like, we're on camera right now. And you're still asking. Um, then when he said, if it wasn't bad enough that he did not come to Kyle's best friend's memorial, he worded it as, oh, tell me about that event. Like, what the hell? Like that event. So disgusting. And then Kyle was like, oh, it was really good. And like, you know, I wanted people to understand about the cause and how important and still honor Lorraine's memory. And then he's like, none of the guys went right. Like trying to cover himself up. You're not just one of the guys in this situation, though. You are married to the woman that is putting it on and it's about her best friend. It's like, Maurizio, if you had been listening to Kyle this whole time and been there for her and not been, like, running around with all these mysterious women probably for years that she's now found and DMing young ladies on your Instagram, 
you would have been getting that cantaloupe fed to you instead of Morgan Wade. So just remember that. Hope it was worth it to be in Mexico City doing whatever you were doing. Maybe someone was feeding you cantaloupe there, but we'll never know because Kyle would never tell. And then Kyle is just so done with this. She st starts filing her nails on the way there, still talking to him. And he's like, I've just been traveling so much. And then she's like, yeah, I know. And now I'm going to travel. And he's like, what? Like, he's like shocked that she like travels for the show. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to Spain. And then um, in her confessional, she's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes Maurizio forgets to tell me where he's going. So, oops, this slipped my mind. Now, this is the part where it's kind of like, okay, you're just being like a little like extra annoying rubbing it in. But you know what? I probably would too, not going to lie. I got to take a sip of water. Hold on. All this chatting about Maurizio not being there for Kyle. It's me long-winded. But then all the women, sorry, wrong pipe for a second. All the women arrive at the event. They all look beautiful, but like, and Erica looks great. But may I say, she is like too skinny because I saw the legs and they're like little toothpicks. And I'm like, oh my God, girl. I mean, she definitely did Ozempic. And now she's probably like dancing a lot. Whereas like before she wasn't. So I think with a combination, it's like she's too skinny. So she could be off the ozone because she's burning all those calories performing now and practicing. Um, then it was so funny. She runs into her dentist at the event and he like didn't even know it was her, which is like kind of such a joke. It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure you would know like celebrity patients. And she was like, had to recognize him. She's like, oh, it's me. Aren't you my dentist? She's like, I really need to get more like whitening trays. And then he's like, oh, let me see. Smile. Oh no, your teeth are beautiful and you're beautiful. You could tell he was like low key hitting on her. And then like when she discovered it was the dentist, she's like, mm, no, bye. Um, Kyle and Maurizio are on the step and repeat taking all their pictures. And she said she could just feel that everyone is analyzing like their every move. And then it was like, it's so awkward and uncomfortable anytime they are together. So of course, this is why people are analyzing your every move because you guys literally look like you're forced to be with each other. It's like sad. It's like they looked like a little kid that doesn't want to take like their family Christmas photo. And then he just like stormed off and was like, all right, you take some pictures alone. It's like, okay, weirdo. And then he like took pictures alone. It's like, t t like try to pretend like you're still happily married. I mean, th this is why like rumors, and it wasn't even rumors because obviously they were, I feel like secretly separated. Um, Obviously this is why all the tabloids thought you were like having problems because you're basically acting like it. It's very, it's very uncomfortable to watch them. Um, Sutton said, don't talk about my esophagus. So she was like with Garcelle Crystal and she's like, you know, when Anna Marie gets here, I'm going to tell her she needs to stop because it's like so bad. Her just going on and on about the esophagus. And I feel like it was like so inappropriate that she did it at the event, which I do agree. I mean, it was inappropriate because it was not the right place, not the right time. And we're all so over it. So then Anna Marie comes in with her husband. So her husband hasn't met the ladies, but he's like, 
immediately they all start getting into it. So he's like, mm, I'm going to like run back here in the corner with Maurizio and just like watch from afar. Cause he'll tell me what to do. He's seasoned in this. He'll, he'll train me. No, no years in the NFL could train a man for the women fighting. Um, so Sutton immediately says you picked the wrong person and you're not going to like talk about my body and you're not going to talk about it at an event like that. And then Anna Marie starts getting a little, um, angry. And then Sutton says, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. She says it a couple times. And then I'm like flashing back to name them. that what name them. Well, name what you did. It's like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I think she just like, that's her MO when she has to get like a point across. She has to just like repeat it a lot of times. And I get it. Sometimes when you're like amped up, you're just like seeing red and you're just kind of like, oh, I've practiced this so much. This is what I'm going to say. And then it just comes out. But Erica said in her confessional, she's like, oh, you're from the South and you're saying no, ma'am. She's like that. No, ma'am is getting like real aggressive. And, um, Sutton is just like defending her condition. And then now they're talking about Anna Marie saying that Sutton lied because she said like, she like told two lies as soon as like I met her. And that's what she had said to Crystal and Garcelle at that event. And, um, Crystal was like, you implied that she had an eating disorder and I didn't like that. And then, Anna Marie was like, no, I didn't. You did. And then we're like, Garcelle's like, mm -mm, girl, nah, hold up. Like, what planet are you on? What are you even talking about? And that was totally ridiculous. It's like, uh, no, you implied that. And I love when they show the flashback too. Cause it's like, if you're going to stand there and deny it, girl, you better know that the producers are going to put that flashback in and show that you're a liar and you don't know what you're talking about. So I don't even know why she said that Crystal implied that. And I hope Sutton knows that's not true because she was like, what? She looked like disturbed, but it's like she should know. And I feel like obviously she's going to believe Crystal over Anna Marie anyway. And then, like I said, when she watches the season, she'll see it. Um... And then the best thing the producers did for this, though, because Crystal was like, you talked about it for two hours at the event. So then she's like, what? So then they showed the timestamp and she literally was. She was like, even a appearance by Teddy Mellencamp was getting like the esophagus story. And it's like, it was just on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, dear God, sit there and talk about literally anything but that. I mean, that's what I mean. It's so weird. Like, I feel like she would have things to talk to these women about. It's not like she isn't living in their same town and doesn't kind of know who they are or have mutual friends. So it's like, I'm sure you guys can all strum up another conversation besides this. So I don't know why she feels they want to listen about Sutton's esophagus for two hours. Sutton doesn't even want to talk about her esophagus for two hours. Um, it's so weird. So then um, Anna Marie in her confessional is saying she thinks that Crystal is just jealous of her because she didn't go to medical school because Crystal had earlier told everyone that like she was going to, but then Rob said like he wanted to get married and whatever. And Anna Marie's like, oh, Rob said he wouldn't wait for her. It's like, well, I don't know if he was going to like leave her on a doorstep single, but it's like, 
He probably meant like, I'm older than you. So if you go to medical school, that's four years. And then you're obviously going to want to practice your profession. So like, when are we going to have children? Because I'm older than you. And I kind of want to do all that now. Which obviously, another stretch. I mean, if it just can't get any worse, this woman, Anna Marie, needs to put her foot in her mouth. Crystal, I do not think, is jealous of her at all all for not going to medical school. She has a wonderful life. And I don't think she's like resentful towards Rob by any means that she's not a doctor. I think they're doing just fine from the Brave Little Toaster and the Lion King and all the other movies he did in that house with their like full-time housekeeper that's always there. So I, I don't think she's kicking herself at night that she didn't go to medical school. Um, And then she just like really stepped up to the plate like kudos to you crystal we were wondering when the crystal was going to come out and you the housewife in you came out she was like you are such a bitch to anna marie and nothing like calling someone a bitch at a social event a fancy social event in beverly hills you have now earned that diamond girl and kyle said in her confessional that she didn't know Crystal really like had it in her and didn't know she would say that at like an event like this. But it's not like, I'm sure people kind of heard them, but they were like at a high top before they went in. It's not like that was like at the fancy dinner table inside when the event started. Um, but I mean, that was just crazy. I mean, I, I don't know what Anna Marie is like doing, thinking. I don't think any of them do. Um, and then... They all start walking around looking at the auction items, which you know those auction items are so good out there because all the celebrities out there just want to like donate to this stuff. Like Kyle picked up a guitar that was autographed by Taylor Swift that probably went for a ton, a ton of money. And a lot of people were probably fighting over it. They were fighting over that guitar more so than these housewives were just fighting at that high top table about Sutton's esophagus for sure. Bet. Um, but then Maurizio was so weird. He's like, we don't need that. It's like, shut up. She did like, first of all, Kyle doesn't want Taylor Swift's guitar. She wants Morgan Wade's guitar. So it's like, hush your little mouth. And then they are still walking around and Kyle and Sutton come across this like sapphire ring and they're looking at it and Kyle's like, oh, look, does this look like the ring that my husband got me when he cheated on me? And the auction guy that was standing there, his eyebrows raised and his face was like, oh, he was probably thinking like, I need to Google who these people are because I may have to call Radar Online and Lisa Vanderpump with this hot news she just confessed, but... She obviously was being sarcastic, but that was really funny. But that guy, like, thought she was dead ass serious. I was like, oh, my God. Somebody please tell that guy she's joking. Um, then we get some of the celebrity appearances. We see Paula Abdul is there. And then Sutton um, is, like, going to sit down at the table. They're all finding their seat. And Maurizio was like, oh, Sutton, are we going to talk about your esophagus? That's like... I swear, I, he just, like, forgets how to be on this show. I don't know. Because earlier, Kyle did say to him, though, like, oh, is there alcohol and weed in that, or weed in that drink? I feel like, also, like, Maurizio seems like he's so annoying, like, with the weed. Like, I feel like he's always high, and he's always high at these events. And, like, one time when my husband and I were watching the show, like, he was, like, 
Um, I'm just going to say real quick, like, if he's, like, running this company, like, how is he always, like, high and just, like, wandering around at these events, like, high? And it, it is true. It's, like, he's so, like, important for the agency, but, like, yet you, like, are acting like this in public all the time. It's, like, annoying. Like, I would be annoyed by that personally. Like, don't want to offend anyone that, like, goes to events all the time, like, how Maurizio rolls in, I guess. But, like, that'd be, like, annoying. It's kind of, like, okay, you give me a hard time for, like, giving up alcohol, like, Kyle, but you're coming in, like, high to these events all the time. It's, like, can you not come in, like, just normal? Like, you don't even know how to act. But that was so weird he said that to Sutton. So then in her confessional, but I wish she said it to his face because this would have been great. She's, like, don't come for me, Maurizio, because, okay, you could come to the homeless, not toothless event, but not Lorraine's event. So true. Get it, Sutton School Maurizio now. I mean, it's so true. And I can't wait until Kyle sees that because she's probably like, mm-hmm, truth. So then this part was so funny. They call Dorit on stage and they introduce her. They're like, fashion designer Dorit Kemsley. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I wonder if all the ladies were like, fashion designer like what like I get if they didn't want to be like as seen on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills but it's like you can't currently buy Beverly Beach it's like if you go on the website it's like like a under construction almost like it's like new line coming soon it's like okay like I feel like it's been like that for like a couple years like because I feel like it just didn't do well but I mean her stuff was cute but it's like Maybe, I don't know, maybe it just didn't hold up. But I just thought of all things, it was so funny that they were like, fashion designer Dorit Kensley. And I'm like, okay, that's so random. Um, So she did her little speech. And then, like, earlier when they were setting up um, that day, PK said that he was working on a surprise guest. And, like, you always wonder because, like, he knows all these, like, musicians and works with them, like, who it would be. So the surprise was Taylor Dane. Oh, I couldn't stop it. I had to like get get the whole sentence in there, the whole verse, but Oh, all the ladies were jamming. I was jamming when that part came. I was like, tell it to my heart. I remember listening to that in the car with like my mom when I was little. Like those old throwbacks, love that. And then like, they're all like, oh, we love this. And then even in the confessional, like Erica's like, Taylor Dane has like, she's amazing voice, which true, she does. And then like they show Anna Marie, another reason to not like Anna Marie. She's like, I don't know who that is. It's like, Girl, maybe you, like, didn't know who what her name was that sang the song because that's believable. But it's, like, you don't even know what that song is. It's, like, oh, God. Just get her off of our screen, please, please, please. Uh, but then at the end of the night, um, it's funny because, like, all their voices were, like, hoarse and they looked all tired and they're congregating at the table. And Sutton was just trying. She's like, I really just want to move forward. Which I thought that was great that she was throwing in the towel. Because she's the one that was like 
the victim in it all, the esophagus gate. She said she just wants to get past it because they're going to go to like Barcelona. So she just wants to get over it. And Anna Marie was kind of like, no. And I was just like, oh my God, be quiet. And um, Kyle said, oh, but she's getting good in her confessionals too. She's very witty this season. So no alcohol, maybe. And her being mad at Maurizio, she's funnier. She said at this point, she would rather be toothless than deal with this esophagus issue anymore. And it's like, same girl, we all will. We all would. It's your fault, though, because you said you kind of knew her from down the street. So how dare you, Kyle, probably for suggesting Anna Marie to these producers? How dare you? So just another friend out there, because this is your town. So find another friend from town. We don't need Anna Marie. Um, but then it shows all the girls packing for Spain. This part, I was like, what? Um, Kyle is like carrying her suitcases up the stairs and then she opens a box of shoes and she's like, oh, I just bought these new shoes. It's like, um, and I'm going to bring them. And then she goes, oh no, these aren't mine. They're, they're for Morgan. And I'm like, what? Like, first of all, they looked real expensive. And second of all, why are they being sent to your home? And third of all, I bet you bought them because she is 29. I feel like she doesn't have that much money. And they're being sent to your home. Mm. I'm not buying my best friends that I talk to every single day because we like to work out and blah, blah, blah. All the excuses she gives. I do not send their shoes to my house and then probably have bought them as well. Like, and they looked expensive, like I said. They were ugly as well. I'm sorry they were. Um, they were like these like fat, chunky, weird loafers. I can't get down with that look. Like I know that's like a look right now, but I can't get down with it. Um, but then Kyle and Sutton are talking on the phone and Sutton's just like, I really just want this like Anna Marie thing to go away, which I mean, she that's what she was trying to do at the dinner table at the end of the event. And Anna Marie was being like annoying about it. So she's like, you need to tell your friend that she can't start with me in Barcelona, which is true. And um, I feel like Sutton is calling Kyle to tell her this because she lives down the street from her and she probably did suggest her for the show. So she's like, we all don't like her. We're summoning you to talk to her because it's your fault she's even on the show and we have to deal with her. So then Kyle is uh, calling Anna Marie and she's like, can we just have like a peaceful trip? And she's like, you know, I have been thinking about it and I am like stupid and being annoying. So I'm going to call Sutton. So then she FaceTimes Sutton. Oh my God. When she, when Sutton answers, Anna Marie is so annoying. I don't know if she felt like nervous to talk to her. So she was like, Sutton, Sutton. It's like, please stop saying her name like that. And please stop talking. Just apologize. So you guys could go on the trip. Uh, she says, I'm sorry for my part in everything that happened. Like what part? The whole thing was your fault. Like, I don't understand why you're saying my part. I really think it's because she's trying to take Crystal down with her when Crystal and Garcelle were just poor, sad witnesses and pawns to that conversation. Like they didn't choose to sit there and have that conversation. The producers probably made the three of them sit there. And then Anna Marie talked for two hours about the esophagus. And the producers were probably like to Crystal and Garcelle, you can't get up for a decent amount of time. You got to sit here and talk. And they're like, oh my gosh, please send anyone else but me over here. Like, 
where is Camille Grammer? Get her instead of me. <laughs> I'll give her my spot on the show just so I don't have to talk about the esophagus and hear about it anymore. That's what they're all thinking at this point. Or they're like, where's Denise Richards? Maybe she's like all loopy again. And she'll just sit there and listen for two hours. And, and like That would be so funny. Um, but they're going to move past it. Thank God. Anna Marie said she's embarrassed by her behavior. And it's like, well, you should be. And maybe they even went home. And she probably told her husband like how crazy she acted. And he's probably like, you're so annoying. You need to apologize to this woman. And then when... She said she didn't know who Taylor Dane was. He's probably like, remember how I said you're an 8.5 at like everything? You're now like a 6 because you don't know who that woman is. And that's an amazing song. Um, I feel like I'm 33 and I know who that is and I know that song. Like I feel like she should. So I was like, mm, just like I said, another point out the window for you that you don't know that song. Um, But the next week we're going to get the ladies in Barcelona. I'm going to get some dramatic conversation between Anna Marie and Crystal. I'm ready, ready for that. Um, it gets a little heated when she's like, I kept you relevant and gave you something to talk about. Now, I need to know what she's referring to. It's like, what do you mean relevant for her to talk about something? It's like, I think the only thing Anna Marie should be thanking for this season is Sutton's esophagus because it gave her something to talk about. So... I can't wait to see what her and Crystal are going to fight about, but that's going to be interesting. Um, the house they're staying in is probably haunted, and I feel like those old-timey castles over there are haunted, and Erica was all scared when the lady was like, um, yeah, we may or may not have ghosts in here. <laughs> like, you're telling the wrong crowd of people for the ghost. Um, Dorit has PTSD, so she doesn't want to be hearing about no ghosts in that castle. But... I think that's it. Um, the next episode will be a little gossip episode, but um, I'm sad. This was the last one for Southern Charm. Another one bites the dust till next time. But on a positive note, we are getting Vanderpump Rules very, very soon. And I'm going to bring on some special guests, some of my friends to talk about Vanderpump Rules. I've been talking to somebody um, on Instagram that is a Bravo fan and hoping to set up like a little interview with her because she just actually went to the season premiere for Vanderpump Rules. So I'm going to try and like do something with her soon so she could tell us about it. That would be pretty cool. But I can't wait until that's back on and gracing us on our TV again. So until next time, this was fun as always. You guys can find me on Instagram at Bravo T with the stay at home mom, Spotify and Apple. And until next time, bye.